So I just started out doing what I like to do, which is is making pizza and trying to make good pizza. And then I'm a little OCD, so I'm always looking at all the details around and saying, well, this could be cleaner and this could look better. Welcome to Better Me TV. I'm Sammy Catan. I'm Brandon Telg. And I'm Chris Kano. We've gathered here to broadcast to you individuals and groups who are working to better themselves and their communities. So this week a, um, in California there was a family business flying a drone over the streets to document some stuff and um, this was a, a over a thousand dollar drone and um, there's an angry neighbor that uh, came out into the streets, allegedly in inebriated, and knocked the drone out of the sky using a t-shirt. Hey, don't take that! Whoa. What the hell? And, there he goes, there he goes. So it did a ton of damage to this drone. The family is now considering what, uh, what they can do about it if they're going to file a lawsuit. So it brings up an interesting subject about uh, what's going on lately with technology, um, with drones, with smartphones. We have video uh, proliferating. Um, you know, private persons are able to document things going on everywhere, and that's causing some privacy concerns. So, what do you guys think about that? So, in a world where technology is enabling cameras to be the size of a GoPro or the size of um, a, a fingernail, even smaller than a fingernail on your smartphone, we're really sort of facing this situation where, whether we like it or not, cameras are everywhere. On the one hand, you have this, this news implication, this global implication of more things that happen, whether good or bad in the world, are going to be fi filmed. And then on the other hand, there's, uh, there's this opportunity to, to, uh, to film what you want. There's the opportunity for uh, citizen filmmaking and citizen documenting. And it really uh, opens up uh, the ability to broadcast anything. So I think the question is not so much whether or not we adopt these new technologies into our lives, it's what kind of limits we set for ourselves. There are currently, as you said, so many ways to record video or pictures. Uh, chances are you've been in a hundred selfies for other, that other people have taken in the last month and didn't even realize it. With a selfie, you can at least tell if somebody's taking a picture because they're holding out a camera. With somebody wearing a Google Glass, you have no idea if they have it set to camera mode or not. Uh, so we do live in an age where you're gonna be photographed, you're going to be videotaped. Uh, I think the question is really, what do you do with that information? Do you accept it and just realize that, okay, so chances are there's pictures of me out in the universe that I don't know about and just move along with your life? Or do you get upset about this and try to make change? Uh, what, and what can you really do? You know, there's this kind of um, understanding now about surveillance and domestic surveillance and, um, you know, this kind of maybe increased uh, awareness about the fact that we're being watched more than we realize. And so I think there's kind of that, that kind of uh, fear comes into play, you know. So this thought of privacy is really kind of going out the door. And um, so I think that's, that's like one of the things that we're facing in, in, this, kind of, uh, in this kind of area of technology. 
there are the positive sides of that too, and we, you know, we've got a lot uh, to cover in the show today about the good uses of this technology. So, you want to tell us a little bit about what we're what we're going to be um, covering today on the show? So, uh, we are we are using this technology uh, to head out and to share perspectives of others. Um, it makes it. Um, much more feasible for us to go out there and create these incredible high quality images and videos with high quality audio that shares people's stories no matter where they are in the world. And uh, this month we are going to Bonnaroo. It's one of the, the biggest music festivals in the United States. Bonnaroo! Oh, we are excited. Quite the party it should be. And we'll be there to, uh, to, to see what's going on. Chris and I will be there. Um, and we'll be uh, we'll be doing some awesome interviews and getting some great footage of of the event and kind of when you have this massive gathering of all these people, it gives the opportunity to see what they think. You know, we can ask them what do they think of drones, what do they think of music, what do they think of everyone coming here together? Is this a community of love or is everyone here for the music? And are we here together? Are we here as individuals? And it's a, a great place to sort of suss everything out. So we'll be bringing our we're bringing our gear there and uh, and ca- catching some opinions. And in addition to that, we've also uh, had a lot of opportunity recently to capture conversation with local entrepreneurs and business owners talking about how they're making a difference uh, in this area and in specific uh, in the specific world of marketing and how they're using online marketing. So we're going to talk to local pizza icon Satchel and uh, get what he hear what he has to say about how he is using the platforms that exist in a really unconventional way. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And we've been inspired to go to Bonnaroo because last month we attended uh, the One Spark Festival in Jacksonville. And that was an awesome, incredible gathering, uh, a crowdfunding festival where uh, different creators were competing to uh, win prizes, um, win cash towards their uh, towards their uh, project, and to, to make connections. Yoga for Change is bringing yoga to underserved populations, veterans, inmates, at-risk youth, and those suffering from substance abuse. So by us traveling to one area, we're able to um, reach a huge audience and um, get to see a broad range of creators and individuals uh, from all over the country who are coming together in one place. And Jacksonville was, uh, and One Spark was a lot more local, but Bonnaroo is a national event. So um, I'm sure we'll be experiencing lots of characters there, and we can't wait to uh, to see to see what unfolds. We'll be heading there this week. Uh, we'll be going there before the festival begins, and uh, there during the entirety, uh, helping We Are Neutral volunteer and creating our own stories and documentations of the lovely people of Bonnaroo. So we got to go to Anna's house um, last week, and we got to talk to her a little bit about the program. Uh, she's the manager of We Are Neutral, and she told us a little bit about what We Are Neutral is doing to offset uh, carbon emissions for Bonnaroo and for uh, Gainesville locally. So let's check out that interview. We're here at the house of Anna Sampson, the manager of We Are Neutral. We're here to interview her about uh, the retrofits that she just installed with the team in Manchester, Tennessee, preparing for Bonnaroo and offsetting their carbon footprint for the festival. So here we go. Last week we went up to Manchester and we retrofitted 110 low-income homes. So we've retrofitted every single low-income home in Manchester, Tennessee, 
and Coffee County. So now we're moving on to the neighboring counties. That's how we provide the carbon offsets for Bonnaroo each year. And so what exactly is a retrofit? We will insulate uh, water heater pipes. We will change light bulbs. We will install aerators on faucets, exchange shower heads. Um, and the biggest thing is we'll educate the resident. So the biggest part of saving money on your utility bills and also lowering your, your impact is, um, is your behavior. So just being aware of little things you can do um, then they can cut their utility bills down by like 20-25%. And could you educate us and expand upon what exactly a carbon offset is? Things that we do when we pollute, when we drive a car instead of riding our bike, it emits carbon into the atmosphere and then there are things you can do to suck that carbon back like planting trees. And so if I'm going to drive my car and then I can offset that by planting a tree and then all of a sudden you're carbon neutral. Um, so. Bonnaroo is actually a fantastic example of somebody that's really taking responsibility for their carbon footprint. They're aware that they have a carbon footprint and they try to mitigate that as much as possible. And um, for us, for everything that they're not able to, to stop, then we offset the rest. So you can stay tuned with our Bonnaroo adventures on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. In the meantime, we headed over to Satchel's Pizza to go interview a local business and to see what's happening locally here in Gainesville. We interviewed Satchel about technology and how he's embracing it to enhance his business. Let's go check that out. We're here at Satchel's Pizza and we're going to interview Satchel, the man himself, and hear about his business. So I just started out doing what I like to do, which is is making pizza and trying to make good pizza. And then I'm a little OCD, so I'm always looking at all the details around and saying, well, this could be cleaner and this could look better. And then it and, and it just progressed over time into like more people coming and more people. And I'm like having to hire people. In the first in the first few years, I was it just felt like I was just hiring people every week and training people and trying to get enough staff to be able to handle the the business as it grew. So it was more, more of an organic process of how your business grew and how one thing led to another is more of a create as you go instead of a strict structured business Yeah, well, I didn't have any sort of a plan uh, in place. I mean, my plan was just to make pizza. I mean, I knew how to make pizza. I knew we could make <laughs> yeah. good pizza, and that was really the plan. For, for years, almost all the money went back into the business because this is what I was doing now. This is my life, and so it was, it was the place I wanted to, to put to put my investment back into. I think the more you put back into your business, the more the business has potential to grow, you know? So I'm always doing that still. Absolutely, so yeah, but really, you know, reinvesting early, you know, you're just constantly building. And you also invested a lot of your time and your energy and built up this place as sort of your art studio in addition to being your business. Right, right. And I have a studio at home where I paint and I make stained glass, but, um, there's so many creative projects to do around here that now there's a couple other artists that work as well. And so I might have ideas for things artists can do and then they're able to carry it out. I can't carry out all the projects I want to do. Like, I would love to. I think, okay, life is long. There's plenty of time. But I have so many things I want to do around here. There's no way I could do them all. So that's why I've hired other artists to help. To remain authentic to your vision as the business started growing and more people um, were involved in your business, how did you sort of maintain that and maintain... Um, what I imagine is a pretty intimate uh, relationship with your audience. The the thing about Facebook, I've never been a big fan of Facebook as far as uh, uh, something I use because I just can't manage the feed. I don't. It's just too much stuff to look at, and that's what I. So I, but I use it as a place to be able to get out anything about our business. I'll go there and I'll post, but I don't really spend too much time 
um, looking at other people's posts. And I, I wouldn't mind. I just would have to figure out how to get that feed down to, to I mean, honestly, it'd have to be 20 or 30 for me to, like, be able to even manage it. So, um, so it's been a, that's been a good way for me to, to like, there, since we do have a lot of fans on Facebook, like 16,000, a lot of them I don't even think live here, but it has been an easy way for me to say, oh, I'll go to this platform and post a picture of what, you know, because I'm here already and it's simple enough to be like, oh, that's cute, take a picture and then post it. And so it really becomes just part of my regular routine. It's easy enough. It takes moments just to, you know, post something that's going on and then it kind of feeds out to so many people. And, and then I, the, the platform I really like is Twitter because I can, I can follow um, just who I want to, news sites or whatever, podcasts, and I can really quickly get a, a read on headlines. And so that's been a fun place for me. I, I'll use it. I, it's hard to figure out how to be creative uh, in a business sense, and it's easier to connect to people in a smaller sense that way. So I'll... Um, I use that, and that's another easy one. I don't use it as much, but I like that one. And so, and then, and then with like Instagram, I, I think Instagram's one of my favorite platforms as well because I only follow you can I just follow so many people, and so then I can actually once a day catch up with everybody that's posting anything. And so I really like the photography. That's really fun. So it, it's easy for me there again too to see something in my day, and that that's my that's my feed. You know, it's not like I have another one that's for me and one for the business. I mean, the two are the same, so so I'm able to, you know, so those things are just kind of an easy, integral part of what I'm doing in the day. If I see a picture or I've got something that'll be good for Twitter and figured out for me how those those different platforms um, really work. I know there's people that'll put, one, put something out, it'll go to all of them or whatever, but I really prefer, like, I think they're all so different, you know, when I, the, the, the things I've got to say... To, to the Facebook fans are kind of this broad general thing and Twitter it's more of a little personal funny experience and with and with and with Instagram I can just take take pictures that I think are nice and they don't always have to be about work you know as anybody likes to see nice pictures so those things just fit into my life and 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 those aren't really hard to do do you have a formula for how you create your pizza or is each one created uniquely do you create each pizza or do you oversee the creative direction how does how does that work as far as um, the famed Satchel's Pizza? How does that get... Um, well, the pizzas, um, there's a lot to it. It's got to, The dough's got to be right, made right, and, 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 and that's the start. And then it's got to be proofed to, its, to where it's ready. Like, if it's not proofed, if you made the dough in the morning using it at night, it's going to be tough and kind of flat. But if you wait the right amount of time until it's doubled in size, you get this nice, crispy, fluffy pizza. So we're, there's always this challenge to know how busy we're going to be and say how much dough should we proof and we don't want to overproof it. So there's that that's a part of it and we talk about that a lot in the kitchen like how's your dough looking. But then it's got to be stretched just right so that it's not too thick on the ends or it'll be too thin in the middle or too, or the crust is too small because we make the dough a certain size so the crust has to be just right. So I spend a lot of time with the guys that are stretching the dough to make sure they get it get it right. And then then it's got to have the right amount of sauce, the right amount of cheese, and the right amount of toppings, and it's got to be cooked just right in turn. So there's all these moving parts, and if all of them aren't right, then you won't get the best product. So we want to know how video and technology are changing the way that you do business, the way that you live your life. Uh, leave us a comment, make a video reply, and explain your story. Between now and then, keep an eye out for episode two of Better Me TV. Thanks for tuning in and bearing with us on this very first one. Better Me TV.
signing out.